The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I have an exciting show for you tonight. My guest is Dr. Ajit Randhawa, and we are going to be discussing his book, The Evolution of Faith and Religion. The mystery of the supreme force has captured the imagination of mankind since the beginning of time. And there are multitudes of questions, conversations, contemplations, and denials that seem to continually go on. We've moved from fear about God to judgment about this force that we call God or source to even describing it as all-knowing, unconditional love. We have moved from a Neanderthal time where we practice rituals to being beings that are open to the concepts now of being part of the divine and perhaps creators of our own reality. We've moved from ritual to faith to religion and now are on a path towards spirituality to eventually achieve oneness. I want to welcome Dr. Ajit Randhawa to discuss this book because I think it creates a wonderful conversation of bridging the gap for many people. So often we are born into a particular religion, and that's the one we know, that's the one we cherish, that's the one we stock our belief and our faith into. Uh, and then there's so many other things out there that we don't know about. And I find it's very important to really discover and uncover everything that's out there, not necessarily to change who we are or where we came from, but to at least understand it so that we can have compassion for what's out there and also bridge the gap to possibly anchor more deeply in what we believe or discard the things that maybe don't resonate anymore with us. I'd like to welcome Dr. Ajit Randhawa to 1111 Talk Talk Radio. Hello, Dr. Randhawa. How are you this evening? I'm doing fine. Very good, very good. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. I I read through this book, and the first thing that hit me was this really reaches out to so many people. I could see this as a text uh, in theological institutions uh, to help bridge you know, much of the knowledge about various religions. I could see this as a book that the youth could pick up and really gain an understanding of the many things that are out there and the history that comes from that. I could see this for the average person just allowing them to delve more deeply into understanding and compassion and knowledge. Tell me a little bit about how this book came into being. Uh, the content of the book really uh, was in the back of my mind for a long, long time, for many, many years. But I never had the time to get into it. But then suddenly uh, something very unexpected happened, and uh, that triggered um, 
my thoughts towards something which God wants me to do. And this was one of those. And usually that trigger for most people tends to be a period of crisis that allows us to really reflect on our life or try to figure out what the next step is. Did you experience some sort of crisis? Uh, yes. Uh, I've been healthy all my life. I never have been uh, hospitalized. But suddenly uh, I was diagnosed with lymphoma, and uh, one of my uh, friend physicians really also felt that this may not be too long a time to live. But then I I was not discouraged by it because I have led a very, very wonderful life. Uh, I have a beautiful wife of 48 years and uh, wonderful four children. Uh, so I really was very, very grateful to God for everything that he has given in my life. But this raised a big question in my mind. Uh, and during my morning prayers, the verses came don't worry, God will take care of you. And that was like when a mother takes a child in her lap and gives her consolation. Um, but later on, it, it happened that I got into remission. But then another question came up, which constantly nagged me. And what far this extension in life has been given to me, there, there must be some purpose after long contemplation, this uh, need for exploration came up in my mind, and my search started, which took four years, and uh, almost consulting about 120 books and uh, taking lots of courses in all religions. So that put really me into this study. situation. And that really was yes, a study of the various religions, and you've actually interviewed and connected with many people around the world that are very scholarly on this as well. So you're really bringing together a lot of knowledge uh, in, a, in a form that, that really provides for people a broad scope of how religion came into being and where it's going. Is that correct? That is correct, and in addition to that, I had the good fortune of traveling with my wife from Alaska, Kodiak Island, Alaska side towards Rotorua in New Zealand, and all different religious places in between. Uh, so that gave me a broader perspective, and I never missed a moment wherever I could talk to some uh, tribal chief or to some other people just to find out more and more what is the background of all this. And, and how this all happened, how the religions originated, what was before them, and where we are headed. And my main focus is on the youth, global youth, because they have to understand it to take stock of the whole humanity to make it a different world. It, it is an explosive world at this moment, and that bothered me, and, uh, and this whole writing is just to create an understanding in one book about everything. And my hope is that young generation will really get connected and find the central thread of spirituality in all religions and finally know that humanity is all connected and have compassion for this. And I think that's very powerful. That was one piece that I read in the beginning of the book, that you actually state that the youth are our hope and that we need to bring them together 
for this purpose. So your your creation of this piece was really geared towards them, but it is it is expanding itself to really reach a lot of different different people. So let's go into a little bit of where did it all start? Where did the rituals begin by man? Or how did we begin this place of thinking that there is this force or something unseen that assists us or guides us? Uh, This is the power of the unseen, um, unfelt thing, uh, which really prompts gratitude um, in two emotions, it is an awe. It is uh, it's very very powerful, which gives comfort and peace. At the same time, it engenders some fear sometimes because of the, the huge uh, power of this thing. Uh, it is these entities in the very beginning, uh, by the early man, were simply considered as the spirit. And it is interesting to note that when we are in the new age coming to spirituality, spirit is still the root word of spirituality. And uh, this is where it began, and that's where we are headed. And I call it as the grand highway of spirituality, where all faiths blend and and start moving towards God, which is one God for all humanity. And that's one thing that was really interesting that I also noted throughout the book is even though we want to call a lot of this new age, it really is all old stuff. We're kind of coming full circle and revisiting so much of what we were or where we came from, but perhaps from a different perspective or with a different perspective moving forward. Uh, It all weaves in the all knowledge that, that started with the philosophies, And from the early civilizations, there were two philosophies. One was religion, which was with faith and discourse with God in a mystic realm. But the other was science, which was exploring the natural world. Uh, And actually, these are two wings which allow the human spirit to soar in search of truth. And that still continues. Uh, Being a professor, I was often asked that... uh, how does science and religion coexist? I said, if we know something through science, which God has provided us the intellect, we go so far and our reach is only limited by the instrumentation and our understanding. But what we don't know is where the realm of God starts because there is a vast ocean of consciousness which is yet to be explored outside in the cosmos as well as in the inner cosmos, which is mind. And that has to be explored, and God has given the intellect to pursue that. If we pursue that with the intention that we have to reach the divine which created all this, then it all comes together and provides full understanding and peace. And so as we're moving forward in time, those branches of science... And the branches they are gradually advancing towards yes towards each other. And so yes, from the they beginning are of time, one. from the beginning of time, we initially started with ritual. Yes, uh, rituals were with the Neanderthals, which were not uh, human beings. Uh, Neanderthals, uh, their graves, which have been dug out by archaeologists. Uh, one of them 70,000 years ago, 
showed some buried objects in shallow graves. Uh, but in that situation, they did not have other rivals to contend with. They were hunter-gatherers. But with the dawn of Homo sapiens, the Cro-Magnons, they started overpowering the Neanderthals due to their different capabilities. And it was at that time that their burial practices advanced a little bit. They started wrapping the body before burial, they used ochre, which is iron oxide, uh, which gave the color, and started uh, sort of also burying with them the spears, the arrowheads, sometimes some food. And, and that started the rituals, and it intensified the faith. That continued, and uh, later on, of course, the, the religious dances were put in, the costumes were put in, and communal dances started just to reinforce the request to God for safety and, and well-being. And, and I am here with Dr. Ajit Randhawa, author of The Evolution of Faith and Religion, an exploration written as a message to global youth. His website is faithandreligionsexpo.com, and we'll be right back to hear a little bit more about how we move from ritual to religion. community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. 
We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. No peace among nations without peace among religions. No peace among religions without dialogue between religions. No dialogue between religions without investigation of their foundations. Mahagosananda says, We have to remove the landmines in our hearts before we can remove them from the ground to modify our cultural outlook and usher in a culture of peace. A new book released by Dr. Ajit Randhawa The Evolution of Faith and Religion and Exploration is geared toward global youth to help educate, inspire, and create oneness of thought, bringing and bridging all of the world religions and their concepts together for a greater understanding of our oneness. This book not only reaches out to global youth, but to me is a wonderful text that all people need to explore and understand so that they can have a greater basis for all peoples of the world and how all of this originated. There are reasons of fear, judgment, and love that get originated from the God force because of the stories that we tell ourselves. But what are all of these things really? And what is their purpose? And what is our purpose in the evolution of faith, religion, and spirituality? I'd like to welcome you back, Dr. Rendawa. We were talking about ritual as the last segment closed out, and you were speaking about Neanderthal man, and as we moved into uh, some of the other rituals, I know there's Native Americans and other types of areas where there are rituals as well. Continue a little bit on that thought and and give us some understanding of of how ritual really helped to spur uh, the movement towards religion. All right. Uh, actually, uh, it comes out uh, in, in one of the uh, written words of Black Elk, which is an Oglala Sayu Indian chief. And he has written that Indians know the one true God, and they pray to him continually. All things are works of great spirit. He is within all things, trees, grasses, rivers, mountains, four-legged animals, the winged ones, and the peoples. We must understand this deep in our hearts, then we will know the great spirit, which again comes down to what we are now considering to be God's grace and what God, God's universe is. This led to philosophies with the, as, as it grew forward, and from those philosophies which emerged between 800 and 200 
BCE, there were two basic thought processes coming. One was Abrahamic Mosaic religion, which started in the Middle East, and the other was the Harappa civilization in the Indus Valley, which started in India. It is from those beginnings that the modern religions started uh, growing. And Abraham is considered to be a patriarch, and the Muslims call him Khalil, which means also that he is the God's man. So in this situation, the Abraham name itself is considered to be father of many nations. That's what uh, God gave him the name. His own name was Abram, but God called him Abraham. He was born in 2100 BCE, so on that basis, he was the first one to break away from paganism, which was existing before that. Actually, Moses brought this into more focus after his experiences and uh, interaction with God. And this established that there is an existence of God. Before that, it was spirits and other types of deities. But Abraham started in the beginning to actually know that there is existence of God. You know, there, you know there are a couple of points that come forward as you speak, and one was uh, from your statement, the quote of, uh, from the the Indian chief, and and that was they had a sense, the the indigenous people had a sense of that God was in all things, and exactly. when children are born, they have that sense, they understand that all things are are this unseen force. I, I know my own son talks about the wind speaking to him and that that's God or the birds or the trees. Something happens, though, as we grow up where we disconnect from that, because it seems like we do know that when we first get here. I, I often gaze at the newborn children and almost feel that this is God. As soon as we progress forward, our distractions grow and we somehow break a link from that. That's a natural progression, but that's a sad progression. I wish there is a way where that innocence can be carried along during our lives, and then what we troubles we have will never come to that. You were talking about Indians. Their legacy is Mela Yuke Oyasin, which simply means we are all related together. Uh, we were talking and you about, were also uh, saying that it stemmed from the original place, and and it seems like all the religions grew from that. So somehow that disconnection or splintering that seems to happen to us as human beings as we grow, it happened within the development of different religions. Was that the splintering? Was that how we started to disconnect from each other? Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It was the circumstances which really brought to this. At Judas, at, at uh, Abraham's time, that faith was open to all. Zugarat is a pyramid-like thing in Ur, which is present-day Iraq. Uh, there, everybody went to the temple, and at that time, there used to be sacrifices, and it was open to all. From that part developed the 
other side where others were also meditating and reaching reaching God in the same way. And at that point, also Jesus was also involved in spirituality, and his name was being noticed, and people were following. But so it, it was Roman times. Like, it doesn't seem like necessarily it was a splintering. It was many methods coming forward to allow people to uncover God in their own way. What created the splintering? Was it man's ego or man's desire to control that allowed it to become so separate. It seems like religions so often are trying to separate each other. To Some of them are saying, you know, mine is better than yours. And there was a movie that came out recently called What is God? And that was one side of the movie was there's, there are people that believe, you know, mine is better than yours. And then on the other side, there are people that say, no, we're all one. There's a string of, of truth. There's a string of pearls that runs through everything. What was the thing that created the separation, the, the mine is better than yours concept? The very first thing which came up was, it was one God, uh, which started from Abraham. And uh, Jesus also was a Jew, and he also believed in one God. And true to his beliefs, uh, he's preached what he preached, uh, which later on became the word for Christianity. But the problem was that at that time, Jews were protected by Romans. And this was a break away from the general understanding with the Jews. That was the first splintering, which means his word was true, but at the same time, he only felt that God is the ultimate king, not any other worldly king. And that annihilated the the princes and the kings which were of the Roman era. And that's the reason they they actually put him on the cross. That was the first splintering. But then all the faithfuls which followed him after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's what created Christianity and he became the Christ as a prophet. So in actuality, it was more of of man, the ego, wanting to, uh, uh, not necessarily Jesus saying, I'm king, but really trying to tell us that we are all that, that we are all connected, and that we are all of the divine, but man's interpretation that he was speaking only of himself. But that was not acceptable. The royal hierarchy was not accepted. It was not acceptable to the royalty at that time, which was the Roman Empire. The next situation came when that one word was also being connected with Islam at that time. He himself was uh, in Mecca at, at that point, but but then the other sta- other things started coming in. Uh, one was and I, this, am, uh, and I am here with Dr. Ajit Randhawa, author of Faith and Religion's Evolution of Faith and Religion. You can connect to him at his website, faithandreligionsexpo.com. As we are touching on the beginnings of religion, we are going to move towards the beginnings and evolution into spirituality. Join me in just a few minutes, and we'll be right back with Dr. Ajit Randhawa. Be extraordinary. 
Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you looking for Life's Balance? Look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone We'll need to perform a urinary VMA After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. On a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Spirituality gives us the flowing blueprint to become human beings as God intended. We are to relinquish ego, greed, hatred, attachment, and lust. And our goal is to acquire truth, compassion, contentment, faith, and selfless service to those in need. We are to move from thoughts of separation to the knowledge of our oneness. We are to move from broad, expansive, separated viewpoints to the bridging of those gaps and the recognition of the true pearls that lie within each one that are really all the same. The potential of the human brain, consciousness, body-mind connection, and the impact of one's life are all ways that we can get to those places if we allow ourselves to discover and uncover the many different books philosophies, and topics that are available to us. 
I have one of those wonderful pieces uh, that we are discussing tonight on 1111 Talk Radio, and that is Evolution of Faith and Religion and Exploration by Dr. Ajith Randhawa. His initial goal was to develop this for youth, to bring them together, because he recognizes that the youth are our hope and spirituality is the key. He states that the human race is linked biologically and chemically. We are connected to the universe, and it's young minds in their purity and innocence that offer the hope. Through this book, he hopes to bring together the, the gap that exists and bridge all of that knowledge so that that hope and those youth can transcend cultures, politics, sectarian divisions, and the lingering prejudices, prejudices in the world. Dr. Randawa, we were talking about the religions and how they stemmed from the two places initially, and that was the Middle East and India. And you were speaking about Islam and Christianity uh, and Judaism a bit. Now, did those three come from one area? Did they all stem from one area and branch over? How did that actually work? They all originated uh, uh, in Middle East, actually Jerusalem. That's why that thing is uh, very important to the Jews, to Christians, and to uh, the, the Islam religion because of their origination from that one place. Uh, the rift started at the point when there was a question of supremacy, uh, and in supremacy, the main uh, main th- thrust was how many followers a particular religion has, a religion has, and how many worship uh, places that particular religion has. This race started between Christianity and Islam. And which developed into two concepts. Wherever the the Christianity went, they did good deeds, set up hospitals, uh, helped the poor. Um, but at the same time, this was a missionary work, uh, one branch of Christianity, uh, which at their own personal sacrifice they tried to improve. But at the same time, it was uh, a, a mission of conversion to. Christianity. The same way Islam, they actually went to many countries, conquered many countries, and the first thing was to convert them to Islam. Otherwise, there were more additional taxes put on them. There were only options was either tax or get away from here or they were killed. So this was mainly a race so that more and more numbers can be increased. In, in terms of followers, and being an era of uh, uh, kings, uh, this this meant a lot for the general forces and the total public which gets involved behind the kings. So that was one of the reasons. And later on, this led to some economic interests uh, which come down to the present moment, wherever the political establishments, they are interested in political interest due to what is present in a particular area. Uh, in addition to that, of course, the concepts of uh, freedom of people against the monarchy and under, under kingships. So those are the things which ultimately came up. But from religious viewpoint, those were the forces which created first some rift between religions. And it uh, seems later on, also those were... 
those are the things that were used like control mechanisms because if we look at some of the issues of the world today or if we even look at uh, some of the history of how different churches or uh, areas of religion developed, a lot of it was controlled by man wanting to have a certain sense of control over people or utilize religion as a source of fear for people to to manipulate, like you said, political or economic gain. So it really started well, back from that time. Yes, uh, you're right. It is that way. But uh, I personally really also know that it's a great... Um, personal satisfaction whenever you feel that you have been able to persuade another person towards your your religion. It somehow gives an inner feeling that they will go to heaven for doing that, this type of thing. So that was a sort of a fear of certain kind or allurement of certain kind which led to that. So that's how uh, these two religions actually became a little bit in clash, which continues till today, um, up to that point. The other other uh, trio of religions started in India, which really was a philosophy with the Hadapa civilization in the Indus Valley. Uh, and uh, from there, Siddhartha Gautama started Buddhism, which was, again, a little departure from Hinduism philosophy at that time. And uh, that had to develop in some other countries instead of India, but it is again coming back there. The third was Sikhism, which is the latest, which uh, originated 500 years ago. But that came out with, again, a central philosophy like Jesus, that ultimately it is the true God, uh, which ultimately controls everything, and all the rituals along the way are all man-made. Uh, so in that way, these six religions uh, came about. But as you already mentioned, the basic teachings of all religions prompt us to just relinquish those uh, animal instincts and to acquire the, the divine um, influences which makes us perfect human beings. So as you approach, since this, this book is approaching more of the global youth and, and helping to ha let them have an understanding of these different religions and how they originated and how everything evolved, what do you feel is the true message to global youth in regard to the religion that they're born into? Are, are, you, are you in a sense that we need to support bringing all these together, or are you um, supporting that whatever they're born into is where they need to anchor themselves, but just have an understanding? What, what is the, the final message that you want them to achieve from this book? I, I, I strongly believe that God has a place in everyone's mind, and that is what guides us to be what we are. And, and imagine if there was no spirituality or no religions around keeping in check everything that goes on. Without that, it will be uh, so much chaos that there will be no uh, no peace of mind for anybody. It is, it's, it's Lord's grace that all these religions provide that much control on mind to, to, and, and maintain the sanity in, in the right sense. 
So my uh, trust is mainly uh, to engage the youth towards spirituality because at this time I've talked to many preachers and, and many people in religion uh, that children are not very much interested in just regular going to churches, mosques, or temples, and things like that. They have a hard time persuading them to go to those places. The reason is they go there, whatever continues or goes on, they do not fully understand what that is. But my point is, by fully understanding what is behind it, what was the history, what the message of the prophets is, once that gets home, then they will realize what's the real value of God in life and to have faith in something in which they were born. Uh, because it's, it's like plants. The plants grow in one place, and they grow roots, and they grow strength, and they flourish. If they are shaken off, then really they are uprooted from one place and they go to the other. Uh, which actually shakes them from their foundations at one point. So I do want to establish everybody who was born in their faith to to go deeper into understanding of their religions so that they know the essence of spirituality. That's really very, very powerful because most people, you know, when you're doing an exploration of many religions, you would think that the author was trying to get them to to avoid the religions and really just kind of come to this flat, even place where there is a blending. But you're saying that it, it really is to help us anchor more deeply and stay in those roots because that's where we are. And I can I can very much resonate with that. I think that's very much true because you do have to know who you are. And I I feel like a lot of the, the young people out there, they are lost. They are feeling disconnected uh, and not quite sure where they came from because they don't have that knowledge of who they've been and where they've come from. I am speaking today with Dr. Ajit Randhawa, the author of Evolution and of Faith and Religions, an Exploration. You can find out more about him and this wonderful book at faithandreligionsexpo.com. There were six major religions, and still are. Uh, they are Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, and Judaism. They hold the majority of the world's populations in, in the way that people pray and in the, as they move through their lives. But each one of those does have singular truths that resonate through the others as well. And that's something key to understand, that once we explore and discover and uncover, we can actually anchor our faith into what we believe and have pride in that as well. Join me in just a few minutes, and we will continue our discussion on faith and religion with Dr. Ajit Randhawa. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. 
Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Trindawa provides religious and cultural insights into world religions through his latest book, Evolution of Faith and Religion and Exploration, which includes scholarly views of renowned professors of history, theology, and science for insights to better understanding of the world religions. Evolution of Faith and Religion is a valuable reference for parents, teachers, preachers, and Generation X to learn about other cultures around the world and engage global youth offering essential insights. The Glossary for the Six World Religions provides terminology and wonderful interviews with rabbis, Pope, the Ayatollah, Imam, Swami, and the Dalai Lama, along with high priests, conveying a unified message of spirituality in all faiths. Speaking of that, you do have many wonderful pictures and graphics that go throughout the book, and you also have different interviews and submissions from many high leaders of different faiths, I think it's an important point to bring up some of their thoughts about the world religions and where we all stand as a human race. Would you go into a few of those for me? Uh, Yes. uh, It was my desire that at this point when so much is going on, uh, what is the view of the heads of religions at this point? So I was encouraged to to have the views of these um, Pope Benedict XVI, uh, the head of the Roman Catholic Church. He expresses we must find a way to reconciliation and peaceful existence in this world. And then he says that only if we receive light from above. So he has the desire for this. Uh, 
Shiite Grand Ayatollah Muhammad Hussein Fadala of Beirut, Lebanon. He expressed all religions are the same. All religions worship one God. We believe in Torah, the Bible, the Quran, and they are all books revealed by God. And Sunni Imam Muhammad Sayyid Tantawi, Grand Sheikh of the Al-Azhar University, Cairo, Egypt, also writes, The best jihad any human can perform in the service of his religion, his country, his homeland, and his family is to spread peace and safety among people. When we talk of these kind of expressions, even Albert Einstein also, who was some considered by some to be atheist, he said, when I read Bhagavad Gita and reflect about how God created this universe, everything else seems superfluous. So when you go into that realm of spirituality, they rise above all religions, because these were actually based on prophets and the following of people behind that, even though all prophets actually talked about the ultimate spirit, God. And I think that's really powerful because it does illustrate that our leaders are, are saying to us that all of these things are good. We can embrace them, we can appreciate them, we can acknowledge them as being valid because we are really all one. And, and the fact that you brought in uh, Einstein, you know, brings me back to the point of science, because in the book you go from that place of ritual to religion and how it's developed, but then you, you move into spirituality. You move into some of those quote-unquote New Age things that are coming out, uh, some of the concepts of how our biology is related to our feeling and our belief or how these different laws, universal laws like the law of attraction, work with us. Uh, all of that is is part of this grand landscape then or this grand path that we are traveling in our knowledge of the truth of the divinity within us and the connectedness to all of us. So can you go a little bit into where we're headed as we move into spirituality? Yes. Uh, the only thing is when we talk about science coming into it, uh, science by nature is a a reductionist ideology, and it is now changing towards uh, a more toned-down situation towards uh, spirituality. But due to reductionist ideology, it always breaks down everything down to certain proteins and certain hormones and certain other things. True, all our emotions, expressions, our uh, lust and our uh, affections, uh, all these are based on uh, hormone levels and all certain proteins which guide us towards that. But and at the same time, now even science and medical community is realizing how much is the effect of the power of prayer. And they have now watched themselves the miracles which can happen with communal prayer or individual prayers. Uh, then the psychologists also hop in on, on this with the clear clear expressions that it is the person's mind which reacts to external influences. Uh, Rumi, a famous poet, um, 
he has really uh, indicated that we have five physical senses which are like copper wires, but we also have five subtle senses which are like gold wires. We have to pass above the lower senses to reach the higher ones, and that's where we start talking about superconsciousness. So for that reason, the science has to also rise above and connect with the body and mind. Uh, and, and even Dalai Lama had one time helped in conducting experiments at Harvard uh, by requesting some of the uh, priests to go there and, and participate in that study. It's all control of mind which can actually affect the body functions. And, uh, and, and Yogananda also, uh, who, whose body stayed for three weeks without any deterioration, ultimately lends it to Kriya Yoga, uh, which simply explains that you can counteract the bad effects of the uh, deteriorating forces with the ameliorating effects of the positive forces with mind. And he actually demonstrated that at his death time by staying fresh, not letting the body decay for three weeks. So science and uh, this faith is coming together. Uh, which, uh, there is a lot more work to do in this, but, but there are indications that now medical community and the scientists do feel these are the forces which ultimately are uh, now in quantum physics. Well, I want to thank you for creating this wonderful book because I think it really does help to support the conversation and the contemplation of this, particularly for individuals that may not be at the level of bridging the science and spirituality yet. It's, we, we all need our stepping stones to help us get to that place. And our history and our knowledge of where we came from and how it all developed is, is the grand platform that we have to all create that basis from. So thank you, Dr. Rendawa, for being on 1111 Talk Radio today. It has been an honor. You can find out more about him and this book, which is entitled The Evolution of Faith and Religions and Exploration by Dr. Ajith Rindawa on his website at faithandreligionsexpo.com. The book is also available at Barnes & Noble, so you can go online and order the book through there as well uh, and, and allow people insight into various things in a grand education. He also is appearing in the November-December issue of 1111 Magazine. There's a nice uh, excerpt from the book, and it provides a, a little basic understanding of what it's about. So you're invited to go to Barnes & Noble and pick up your 1111 magazine copy today. My guest next week is going to be uh, Slim Chandra Shakar, and he is talking about the magic of Gayatri, a mantra that is very, very powerful. And on December 31st, New Year's Eve, we have the magic and mysticism of Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. Until then, I'm Simran Singh, and I wish you a wonderful week. Be well. Thank you for stepping in.
into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the seventh wave network for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit seventhwavenetwork.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and and management.